Hello and welcome to the Negative Charisma Podcast. I'm your host, Ward, and I'm playing Monster Hunter because honestly, I don't care anymore. And here's your other co-host, Laughing Kajat, who also has ceased to care. Yeah, and speaking about caring, I don't care so much that we don't have a topic for, or topics for this episode. You're the one that t- you're the one that messaged me and said, "Hey, let's do one." Well, yeah, because I figured we could just sit down and talk for around about an hour this time without having to, you know, talk about the protests in Chile or Hong Kong or, you know, uh, 39 dead Chinese people being found in a dumpster in I think North Carolina. Honestly, I'm not surprised. You know, I just figured this time we could talk about just, you know, whatever, without having to also mention the fact of never being that, you know, NordVPN got hacked in 2018 and they just now decided to tell everybody. That seems about right. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we don't have really anything to talk about, so so I figured we could just talk about whatever. Okay. One of those episodes, you know what I mean? Sure, I don't care. Uh, it's about a month. We're less than a month away than from uh, Sword and Shield being released. Man, if only I had money. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think the games look fine. But not according to your YouTube channel. <laughs> Not according to my YouTube video. I think I really do think that uh, it's fine, but you know what I really do dislike about Sword and Shield? <laughs> Fat Pikachu and Flaming Charizard boy. I don't I don't like the Gigantamax forms for Pikachu and Charizard. Okay, I'm willing to, I'm willing to agree with you on Charizard. Charizard does not under any circumstances need more forms. However, I do not agree with you on the Fat Pikachu front. Fat Pikachu is my childhood. Maybe it's just me, but ever, but I've been uh, with Pokemon since Generation 4, so I'm like, cool. I legit was playing, I was playing uh, Fire Red on the front steps of my school whenever I not go to school for a day. Like, I've been a fan from the very, very beginning. It's, I I used to, my dad used to collect uh, the Pokemon cards, and he always used to have, like, the fat Pikachus. And I always thought they looked weird, but I also, like, they had a really nice charm to them. You know what I mean? Like, you you go ahead. You go ahead. It, it feels kind of saddening almost that they removed Fat Pikachu because it just feels like almost like a fat shaming kind of thing. Like, oh, who would want Fat Pikachu? We need this new Pikachu that doesn't look so ugly. And it's just like, are you trying like to run- are you trying to accuse Pokemon of doing something controversial? I'm not accusing Pokemon of anything. I'm simply stating that they're pieces of crap that make fat people feel crappy. Are you, are you saying that this is Pokemon Controversy number 1004? No, this is Pokemon Controversy number 3,975. Ah. 
get well, I, your numbers right. Ah, yes. I'm sorry, Ward. Uh, but I do kind of see where you're coming from. Maybe it's just me, but it's like... Literally anything in the entire... You can go and say it's creative somewhat. It's not! It's not creative! Okay, but like, flames for wings? If I drew you the same picture 30 times, would you call it creative after time third after 31? No. No, you're right. Exactly! You're right. You cannot just keep rehashing the same thing over and over again and pretending like you're doing something new. Maybe it's just me, but maybe it's not creative I'm looking for. Maybe it's like, unique. But, you know, I still agree that Charizard didn't need its fourth form. I do have one thing that I'm looking forward to that I'm hoping that they actually do in this new game. Alright. Now, it's entirely possible that this doesn't happen, but I really think there's a good chance. I really, really want to see... Uh, because, like, every time that they add a new gimmick into a Pokemon game, they, most of the time, seem to have um, a gimmick Pokemon for that gimmick. If that makes sense. Yeah, I gotcha. Like, you would have a Pokemon that would, like, its entire reason for existing is that you would Gigantamax it. Yeah. Like, there's no other reason to have this Pokemon other than Gigantamaxing it. And I'm really excited to see if they do something like that. I wonder if... Because they don't have to do this either, but I'm very curious to know uh, if the starters will have their own Gigantamax form when they're fully evolved. Absolutely. Rookie, Score Bunny, and Sobble. It's the exact same thing as when they had Megas and they were doing Omega and Alpha. It's yeah. when they do something like that, they want to have the starters getting new forms. Yeah, exactly. Like, there, there's no. If we go back to Generation 6, I mean, Delphox, Greninja, and. Chestnut didn't get anything in Greninja. Well, Greninja's the only exception because it got its battle bond form in Generation 7. So. Well, yeah, but still, it's just, like, the whole point is that... I mean, like, I guess I could see them not doing it, but I highly doubt it. it yeah, especially after the starters got their own Z-moves last generation. Yeah, I think X and Y was just kind of an off generation for stuff like that. It, mm. X and Y had a lot of really, really great stuff, and I'm really mad that they removed Mega Evolution. I mean, like, I get that it was overpowered and stuff, but I, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's necessarily overpowered. I'd say it's more like a gimmick. The whole reason they removed it was because it was overpowered. So I would I would say it's overpowered. Is that what they said? Yeah, they said it was too like it was too hard to balance. It was too difficult to figure out how to get all this stuff done. I mean, Smogon, at least from my experience playing competitive Gen Seven, uh, Megas. I, I guess I kind of do see where they're coming from with the overpowered thing. But at the same time, it's like with Mega Evolution 2, if you can go and find a really good Pokemon, so like Quagsire, Quagsire with the unaware ability checks Sizzle, Mega Sizzler, so. Well, yeah, I, the thing is, like, Gigantamaxing is literally just Mega Evolution, 
but they're trying to make it more open so like every pokemon gets one and they're trying to make it more no, I, think it, I think it's more i think i don't think every pokemon gets a gigantamax form i think it's only a select not few every, not every pokemon gets a gigantamax form but every pokemon can gigantamax is what i'm saying dynamax okay or the dynamax you. sorry i haven't been keeping no, up no, that no, you're, good, you're good you're good it's just smooth. Every Pokemon can Dynamax, but only certain Pokemon can Gigantamax. And by having a time limit on it, and by only making certain, mm -hmm. or by making moves more powerful during the time limit, it's balancing itself almost. Yeah, but I got it. At the same, it's literally just Mega Evolution with more balancing, and every Pokemon can have a chance to do something to become stronger. I take my Togepi with Metronome and Dynamax. Oh uh, did I tell you about my idea for Ditto? Uh, I think you did, but if you want to tell everybody out there. I am going to be so mad if Ditto does not get a Gigantamax form. It ran either randomly transforms into, like, a new Gigantamax, or, like, a different Gigantamax Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, just by random chance, it turns into one of the Gigantamax Pokemon. G-Max Transform. Yeah, like, something like that. Where Ditto can basically become whatever Dynamax it can, or any Gigantamax form it can, just random. It, it doesn't it have to randomly pop into them, yeah. Yeah. Or Ditto turns into a sexy lady Pokemon, which is completely possible. Why are you laughing, Kashad? This is my theory! <laughs> A game theory! I came here looking for a good time, and now you're talking about sexy ditto! I don't know. I've always wanted- I, I, I don't know about you, Ward, but I find ditto pretty sexy just for being a potato, so... I mean, we gotta admit, all- like... Everyone is beautiful in their own way. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know. I think with me, it's like Ditto. The thing, the thing with me is like Ditto. Or sorry, you go ahead. I, I my Ditto, brain's fart. I, I don't care what anybody's got to say. Even if Ditto is like the most simple, a simple idea, just a blob with a face, it's still always going to be one of the top ten Pokemon that is like adorable to me. Ditto is adorable. And I, I actually have a friend that, um, now they know when they say this that it's stupid, and they know that it's not entirely right, but I do think that they have a really good point, or at least they, they think it's right, but I, I think they have a really good point. Alright. You alright there, Ward? You just cut off. This was back when Mew was considered a legendary, so... I mean, uh, te technically Mew is a legendary, it's just rebranded as mythical. Yeah, well, I'm just saying for anyone that's trying to, like, correct me. They, uh, used to say, Ditto, or, or uh, Mew is not a legendary, Ditto is. What? I mean, like, they have kind of a good point going. Right. And that brings me to my that brings me to my, like my actual second opinion of what Mew could or what a Ditto could transform into, 
And that is Ditto's uh, DNA rearranging into what Team Rocket was always trying to make it rearrange into. Are you and trying finally to turning Ditto into, like, the ultimate Mew 3. Oh, dear God, that would be... That, that would be something to see, I'm not gonna lie. But I don't think they ever really confirmed whether or not Ditto was like that. No, Ditto, Ditto, um, do you want me to prove, do you want me to prove to you right now why Ditto is one of the failed versions of Mew? I mean, I've, I've heard of the theory. Basically. It's not a theory, uh, it's basically confirmed. It, it, from what I remember, uh, from hearing it about it, it's like Ditto is found on Cinnabar Island in a house that, up in the game's lore, was used to clone Mewtwo. Yeah, Blaine himself didn't get it right the first time. So they just had a lot of these failures that turned out to be Mew. Well, not Mew, but Ditto. So basically, Ditto is the melted Play-Doh equivalent of Mewtwo. Just, you know, not really all that strong. Now, there's a lot of reasons other than that why that's true, why it's so obviously true. Mm -hmm. Ditto, and, Ditto and Mew are the only two Pokemon in the entire series that can naturally learn the move Transform. I know about this, yes. Ditto and Mew share the exact same colors, even in shiny forms. Mm -hmm. They share the exact same colors. They are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, there's a Cinnabar Island thing. There's just way too much evidence to show that there's a good chance that Ditto is in some way related to... Give me a second, someone's knocking on my door. Right. I definitely do see what you're saying, though. I mean, I've always considered it, like, somewhat true over the years it went from like a possibility in my book to becoming almost like part of the pokemon bible but the biggest thing that always like stuck out to me about it is if it was always if it was intended to be like uh if it was always intended to be a melted version of uh mewtwo right a failed experiment then why is it that Ditto's shiny colors don't match up with Mewtwo's? Because they weren't trying to clone... Because when they were doing the experiments, they weren't trying to make Mewtwo. They were trying to clone Mew. Okay. It has no relation to Mewtwo. That's where you're getting confused here. Okay. It's not in any way meant to be... A Mewtwo clone, or a, like Mewtwo, it's literally meant to be uh, Mew. It, that was that was their whole point. Of and Giovanni came in and said, "You know what? Why are we trying to create or, or like Mew, cloning Mew isn't working? Clearly, like no matter how many times we try, we keep failing to clone Mew. So why don't instead of cloning Mew, why don't we just make a new Pokemon using Mew's DNA? And that's where Mewtwo came in. This is the ultimate Pokemon." All right. I almost guarantee you that Mewtwo is going to be in Sword and Shield, and it's going to have a, its own Gigantamax form. Yeah, Mewtwo is another Pokemon that's just gotten way too many different forms. 
to me, it, well, it with me, it's how do I this without? It's very, very common around games nowadays where they just keep rehashing the same old stuff from older stuff. Yeah, and I'm really getting tired of it. Yeah, Minecraft. Well, that, I'm not saying like Minecraft. Like I'm talking about like uh, there's a phone game that I play called Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, which you're trying to get me. Into. Or no, wait, no, that's not. What, or yeah, yeah, that is what I'm talking about. They've literally there's a there are characters with like seven different forms of the same character because they're the most popular characters in the series, and yet you that we have characters that haven't even gotten in the game yet from other games that they are doing. Yeah, I gotcha. Game companies are too worried about like what's popular to the masses, to try and they're too scared to try something new. Yeah, and I think a lot of, the, and I think that's just not with game companies. I think that's also with like our authors, writers, and uh, movie makers. I mean, look at Hollywood. I mean, can you name one original movie idea in the past? decade that's come out of Hollywood? I mean, I really can't think of anything. I, I mean, uh, you probably heard of the theory before that, like, if you thought of something, somebody else has already thought of it. And I think that there's way too much thought nowadays that you can't come up with something original. Yeah. Like, uh, one of our very close, one of our close friends, um, when uh, we played, I played D&D with him. Mm -hmm. Um he has a lot of problems with creating his own unique stuff and it, it's just upsetting to me because everyone's just like well i don't need to make something original because everyone else has already done these things and they did it better than me it's very difficult <laughs> to really look at just about anything and not say yeah, there's some some. Yeah, there's definitely uh, no originality in this. But even then, it's like, especially, and this is especially true with like character creating in Dungeon World. Well, not Dungeon World, but just D and D in general. Uh, you can create any, you can create any type combination of uh, character with a personality trait and unique quirkiness to it. And I almost guarantee there is another uh, thing out there. But the problem is, is that I feel like um, people just don't give themselves enough credit. You can, you can still have a character with like 20 different tropes and personality traits, for example, okay? But still make him unique to you. And I think that's where a lot of people really mess up with it. I don't know. I, I just, I so, so desperately, I don't know. all I want I don't know if that made any, I don't know if that made any sense, but... It made enough sense. I just... I'm so tired of seeing the same dang thing over and over and over. Just give me something original. Uh, uh, that's all I want. You know what? Now that I think about it, I will give Hollywood this. Um, have you heard about Joker? It, even that, it's just the same crap rehashed a thousand no, times. Does Joker not, even have a legitimate backstory anymore? 
in the comics, there was never really a definitive version of the Joker's backstory. The Joker himself even says that he doesn't remember, but he likes to have it multiple choice because it keeps people guessing. Uh, but a lot of fans of uh, Batman in general uh, seem to all agree on that the Killing Joke probably comes the closest to uh, Joker's backstory than any other uh, backstory. Do, do you want me to tell you about the Killing Joke, Ward? Sure, why not? Because I have a hard copy of The Killing Joke. I saw it in the uh, mall in our hometown at a store, and I was like, you know what, I'll get this, why not? So, basically, the Joker's backstory in The Killing Joke is that he's a comedian who used to work at Ace Chemicals. And he quit his job at Ace Chemicals because he wanted to pursue his career in comedy. And he lives in this crappy, rundown apartment. He has a uh, loving wife, and she's pregnant. Well, Joker, whose name I can't really remember, uh, thinks that he's not doing good enough for his family. So he goes out to the bar one night just to get a drink, and he overhears two guys talking about breaking into the Ace Chemical factory. Joker's like, well, I know some of the codes, and they bring him into this. Okay, they rope him into it. Well, as that week progresses in the Joker's mind, uh, in the flashbacks at least, uh, Joker, on the day of, at least to my knowledge, it's either the day of or the day before the break-in, a cop walks up to Joker and says that his wife and unborn son died in a car accident. And obviously, you know, you get that kind of news and it is devastating to just about anyone involved. Well, just about, it's devastating to anybody, I should say. So, you know, obviously now Joker doesn't have anything to really do this heist for. He doesn't have a motive anymore. So he tries to back out, but the guys are like, no, 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 it's too late to back out now. And they try to kill him. So he goes and goes through with it and dons the Red Hood mask. And that's when uh, things go sour real quick. And, uh, you know, Batman shows up, he gets punched into the Ace Chemicals. And once the chemicals are dumped somewhere, he gets out of it or he uh, or uh, he's sucked out through a drainage pipe. One of the two. And because of the chemicals, he's now got his iconic uh, smile and face, green hair, all that. And the chemicals also warp into warp his mind into uh, what it is today. So that's what people believe is the uh, closest backstory we're ever going to get for the Joker. Uh, Joker the movie has a similar thing to the killing joke where basically both of them share the, the just one bad day comparison, I think, from what I've heard of Joker. Uh, In the movie, Joker's name is Arthur, and basically, he gets beaten up, he gets physical and mental abuse. Uh, Spoilers, by the way, I should have probably put that at the beginning. But, uh, you know, he gets abused by the society around him, and he warps into something that 
obviously will make society hate him. It's almost like a reflection of uh, the day-to-day impact that people have on others, so to speak. So, the Joker movie, from what I've heard, is more about looking into the society that creates the monsters than it is about the monster themselves. It's like a it's like a mirror. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I said that. So that's why I said I think the Joker movie is probably one of the more unique spins on a comic book hero than other comic book adaptations like The Dark Knight. I'm I'm so tired of like the same old same old when it comes to like hero stuff. What do you mean? It's always the same thing. Like and this is why things like My Hero Academia and stuff are one of my favorite shows. Oh god, don't start talking to me about My Hero Academia because I'm halfway through the first season right now. <laughs> well, I'm not going to spoil anything. No, All no. I- well, I mean, yeah, please don't spoil anything, but we can talk about the plot synopsis and the world itself. If you I don't care. Basically, what I'm trying to say is so many shows nowadays all follow the same shtick. Mm-hmm. The hero goes into a bad situation, they get attacked, they are in danger, they make it out through some miraculous feat, and the day is saved. It's always the same shtick. Sometimes the hero might lose. Sometimes the hero, most of the time, the hero wins. It's always the same thing at the end of the day. Why can't we just have hero? Why can't we just show the reality of these situations? Like, not every time you do something, you win. Not every time that, like, and, and like, uh, this even and- goes back. I'll, I'll say that here in a minute. But My Hero Academia is very good at showing that not everything will always end well. And like, even when they perform massive feats of strength, there's always a consequence mm-hmm. that they live with for the rest of the series. And that shapes them into who they are. And this also goes into one of my biggest deals in real life. And something that I'm very upset about in real life. And that is that um, everything is always, everything, everyone always thinks that everything is able to be overcome. Like, there's, if you have a problem, it's able to be overcome if you try hard enough. Okay? Mm-hmm. That everyone thinks that there's no problem in this world. You're not talking, by the way, in case you are. Uh, I'm not talking. I'm just listening to what you're saying. I'm trying to absorb what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's very, very saddening to me because, like, uh, I'm not afraid to say it anymore. I used, to, or I'm still very ashamed of it, but it's nothing I can deal with. It's nothing I can like pretend isn't a thing. It's part of my everyday life. I have crippling OCD and hundreds of other mental issues. My life is torturous most of the time, and my grandma, my dad, a lot of the people around me, even like therapists and things like that. They all think that this is something that can be overcome. And I don't. <laughs> like, the amount of pain and shit that I go through is insane. 
Like people always think that everything can always be overcome and that's not always the case. And by showing that you're marginalizing massive groups of people that think like, oh, I have mental issues, but it's okay because I can overcome them if I try hard enough. And then what happens if they can't? Like you're just hurting people. You're making people think like, oh, I'm broken. Like it doesn't always mean that. And it upsets me to see stuff like that because like all these superhero shows like always show like somebody in a bad situation and they're like, you know what? I believe in you, buddy. Like you can do this. Like, oh, if you try your hardest, and I've been accused multiple times of not trying my hardest, and that's the reason why I, or that's supposedly the reason why I still have my OCD and my other problems, is because I'm not trying hard enough. It's not always about how hard you try. Sometimes things are just insurmountable, no matter how hard you try. You can get close, sure, but it, it, I just think that more shows need to have the realism of stuff won't always be okay. I definitely agree with that. Uh, I know for a fact that... Um, so, for example, I guess... I, I've had a lot of people in my life who've had mental uh, issues... And they're seeking help for it, alright? It's not so much to me that you need to try your hardest to get better. It's that... I don't think... How, how do I put the words into my mouth? I think when it comes to the thing about mental illness, it's not so much cheering I don't think it's so much about curing the person it's more about helping the person cope with it. you know what I mean I don't believe I think that more people need to realize what mental illness is and that is it is a disease it is yeah. not like and I, I hate when people say, like, oh, when, it's just all in your head. You just gotta get out of this mindset. Let's, let's get something straight here. When it comes down to mental illness, it's not so much a disease. Because a disease implicates that you can be cured of it. And no, a disease cannot, can be incurable. What do you think the Black Plague was? Don't. The Black Plague was still a disease. In my, in my opinion, mental illness is one of those things that isn't... I won't say that it can't be cured, because I'm more than positive it can be, but I think it's more about helping people cope with how their mind works, if that makes any sense. I can tell you for a fact that it's not always... Uh, coping, sure, but it's not like... And by saying that it can be cured, it's and giving the implication that all of them can be cured, and that I'm is not not, okay. not every mental illness can be cured, but every mental illness can be learned to uh, cope with. You know what I mean? Not even that. Sometimes, well, yeah. And, and like, I, I really what, hate what, what from what? Do you, do you think? Do you think like? The, the villains in My Hero Academia who have these blood quirks, right? 
Do you, do you think their body is like immune to like uh, blood diseases and like uh, STDs, or do you think like they're? they're I thought about it. It's definitely been a thought that crossed my mind. I've had a lot of thoughts about how the world of my hero academia would work on the biological level. I think that way too many shows don't talk about that because it's like. I mean, like, sure, Todoroki's quirk is insane and probably could never happen in real life, but I could definitely see, like, some kind of control over... Do you think one half of him is, like, extremely cold to the touch and the other is too hot to handle? Well, I mean, it, it could just have something to do with, like, the way that you... Or, like, maybe changing, like, the vibration. Like, maybe his power is less controlling ice and fire and more of controlling the way that air molecules function around different temperatures or like that, that could the, be controlling the temperature of air molecules and being able to like flash freeze things and flash I, heat yeah i definitely can see that uh, it's really interesting the world that some of these shows create and the interesting implications that come of it like the principal and the Season. Woo! Like that the, was, like that principal, was what's I, his face? Nezu. I, I want to know how Nezu, because like from what we know of Nezu, Nezu is Nezu's uh, like a possum that just got a quirk that made him super intelligent. Yeah. So but it, that implies terrifying things for one, and for two, even if he was experimented on, who's like, you know what we should do? Make this guy the principal of our school. Here's my question here, all right? And I mean this seriously, what I'm about to ask. Uh, Nezu, like, I highly doubt we ever get a question to any of these answers. But, like, here's my question, all right? If Nezu okay. is, is so smart that he's on pair with people, okay? And he's this uh, animal, right? That... That not only implies that there's more animals like him that are similar out there. So, what I guess what my question is, if I were to kill Nezu, alright, if, if, even if Nezu were to be killed by, like, Shigaraki or uh, Koogiri or somebody, alright, if All Might just do, if All Might just, uh, you know, uh, Detroit smashed Nezu right in the face. Would, would that be counted as murder? Yes. It's not about humanity, it's about sentience, for one. Maybe I'm just being stupid. Well, the main thing with Nezu is... Um... How did he learn how to put on clothes without thumbs? The main thing with Nezu that scares me is that it implies that creatures Animals. can gain quirks. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but if I met a crocodile that could explode things, I'd be more than a little scared. That would have... So, here's my question, too. Um, obviously, I think it's like Nezu gets the quirk of intelligence or something, right? 
I don't know Nezu's quirk. Again, I'm only halfway through the first season. Um, I'm pretty sure Nezu's in the first season. I don't know. Well, ne- Nezu's ba- ne- Nezu's whole thing, if you don't mind me saying what his quirk is, uh, is that uh, his quirk is literally like, um, like it allows him to like connect the dots. I would say better. Ah. Uh. Like where a human being would have trouble like connecting things or understanding things. Like he can like hyper process information. Hold up. I'm gonna end this part right here for a moment. Alright, anyway, back to where we were after we had to go and do some stuff. I think that the bigger question is could would, I think that the, the question isn't could you murder Nezu without it being counted as murder? I think the bigger question is could you have sex with Nezu without it being counted as bestiality? Could Nezu kill you and get away with it because he's an animal? Yes. <laughs> if Nezu wanted to turn evil based off the way your quirk is, I am almost certain he could connect the dots to make the perfect murder and get away with it. Yeah, basically, his quirk is, like, basically, like, hyper-processing. Like, it's not that he's smarter, it's that he's able to process information incredibly quickly. Jeez. Well, I think that he also can, like... I think he also is smarter, just, like, in general. Is the bird person a bird? What do you mean? It is the bird person, the guy with the bird shadow. Uh... You know who I'm talking about? I, I don't remember his name, but I know his, like, shadow grows more powerful when it's, like, dark out. Yeah, Tokoyami and Dark Shadow. Yeah. Are they originally birds? No, they're just people. You do realize there's been, like, six different people in this show that are just animals. I, I, look, again, I've only been, I'm only up to the, like, halfway through the first season. All right? <laughs> I'm only going to say this because it's not really a spoiler. I've originally only watched, like, uh, I've watched the entire first season and a half, okay? But the problem is that's been, like, two years ago, and I don't remember everything, so I'm trying to catch up. I'm only saying this because it's not really a spoiler because it's just something you see, like, in part of a screen during one of the scenes. There's literally, canonically, in the My Hero Academia world, there is somebody whose head is just a Lego. <laughs> wait a minute. Now look wait. up, look wait, up can... Lego Head My Hero Academia. You'll find a picture. I- I'll look it up after the podcast. Is um, can a plant gain a quirk? I- I- I'm not saying like that. I'm not saying that, like, anything can gain a quirk. I'm saying that once a human is born, quirks are not just, like, a power outside of your body. Your body can also... Like, it's not like these people are actually... No, I understand what you're getting at, but my question is, is that it's obvious to me, at least, how the series is progressing, okay? The only sentient thing... Well, not even sentient things, but anything living can get a quirk. All right. So I guess my question is, is that it's been proven, okay, 
that trees do actually trees and plants and stuff actually do have like human level sentience okay you know what we need to think about right now so my question is could i give or just life in general could life give a plant a quirk and it becomes human or have or has the sentience to produce thought and words I think it would be more just like, I think that's just like the fact that Nezu got that quirk and then there's a bigger chance that there's just birds that are born with the ability to breathe fire <laughs> well yeah I mean even it now my question I guess is I, I don't know this world this world just makes me want to question everything about it it's not like I can tear it down or anything. I do like the world. I don't really have any criticisms for it. But when you start applying the world, how the world works to other living things, that's where my question, I guess, lies. So if a, so if Nezu got this quirk, right? Freaking awesome got a quirk before Midoriya. <laughs> The a possum would be more worthy of a quirk than Midoriya. Well, obviously, yeah. That's how the world works, unfortunately. Life's not fair. Like, De when Deku was born, he rolled a nat 1, and the possum rolled a 20. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, here you go, Izuku. Have these magical die that will determine how your status is in this world that's built off how power work. Midori is just starting to roll, and God's also like, here, there, magic possum thing. I'm a Bob. Have this. If you roll it, Midori rolls the dice, and possum possum catches it, rolls it itself. Well, that's very sad, Midoriya. It's like, well, don't I get the roll the dice now? And he's like, that's not how this works. And I'm just making this up as I go, bro. It's not part of my plan. This is all part of my plan inside of his head. This ain't part of my plan. This ain't part of my plan. How am I supposed to get someone to destroy my ultimate creation? Well, Midoriya, if you had done this, then you would have gotten the ability to telekinetically lift things with fire. But, uh, now, you, uh, get nothing. God. I still- I still think it's that Midoriya like, has a secret It's work. like the scene from the end of, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Willy Wonka. With whatever divine entity is in My Hero Academia that grants things. To people. I still, I haven't seen any of the newer stuff, but apparently, like Midoriya's father has been revealed, or like we finally got to see his face. I, I don't know about you, but I kind of would have liked to have like the plot twist be that all for one, the ultimate villain is the uh, father of Midoriya. You know what I mean? I think that's true because if you think about it, it would make sense. As to why um, Midoriya wouldn't get a quirk, even though his mom had a quirk and his dad had a quirk. 
I wouldn't necessarily say that because I think it's also been confirmed that parents that have quirks can also go and uh, have quirkless kids. Yeah, but think. The, let me finish, okay? All right. So the chances of somebody not having a quirk are actually very low in that world. You would have to be trying, is what I'm getting at. And not trying, but like I'm just saying, if you're looking at it from purely a perspective, st- or a uh, what's it called? What you call it? Um, a per- a uh, percentile sh- standpoint. What was it? Septile standpoint. We went from po- we went from My Hero Academia to Pokemon. What percentile? Percentile. Okay, I heard. Septile. If you're looking at it, if you're if you're looking at it purely from percentages, the chances of Midoriya not having a quirk and having a quirk are much or the or comparatively, him having a quirk is much much higher chances. But it would also make sense if. Um, all for one was his father and Midoriya had grown up without a quirk because there's three different or there's uh, three different things that can happen or four different things that can happen when a child is born with parents that have quirks right they get the mom's quirk they get the dad's quirk they get a combination of them or they get nothing I'm pretty sure there's maybe a fifth option there where they get one of their like grandparents or something uh, I think that, I think you can jump generations, yeah. But... Because, here's the, because here's the thing, if I can just cut you off here. According to that, quirks would only work with the parent and the... Uh, with the two parents. But that shouldn't be able to be the case, because genetically, alright... For example, uh, my father, I think, has hazel eyes, but I have brown eyes. That's because my grandfather had brown eyes, and the brown eyes trait was a greater chance than the hazel eyes. Just to, you know, just for everybody out there who cares about Punnett squares. But basically, what I'm trying to say is, and like, yeah, it can jump generations, but that only really matters when you're looking at a situation where, um, like, neither of the parents have quirks and the kid has one. Yeah. Because most, because the parents all share the uh, grandparents would share like the grandparents quirk anyway so it's not like it really changes anything anyway so Midoriya having two parents with a quirk and him not getting one the chances are very slim whereas the chances are much and it's not like it's impossible but the chances are much higher that he did have a quirk but it's one of the two situations like this of like all for one he has a hidden quirk that he doesn't quite know exists because it's not something that you really notice. <coughs> like, um, he had a quirk where uh, he can, like, transfer quirks. And we also know that Midoriya has his uh, pinky toe together, which makes it seem like that's not the case. But I think that it's either... I personally think that All for One is Midoriya's father, and either uh, Midoriya is, um, or either Midoriya has his father's quirk, 
And that's why, and he only has his father's original quirk, so he has the ability to take other people's quirks, but doesn't know it. Or... Two, Midoriya did get a quirk, but it was a combination of all for one's old quirk, other quirks. And in order to make it so that nobody questioned why Midoriya had this weird quirk that was like 60 different quirks, all for one stole it from him before he was old enough to realize that he had. Alright. Or there's just the possibility that Midoriya was born without a quirk. And that's completely possible. But it, I also read a theory on My Hero Academia before I started reading. Before I actually got back into the series, I guess. Is the better term. I read a book. I, I didn't read a book. I read a Reddit post that's like. What, I know this is crazy, but hear me out. I guess was the thing of it, and then it was then it detailed like why isn't it possible that all for one is just constantly uh, having kids that have corks and then just stealing them? Yeah, it's that's that's another thing I was gonna say is like he's literally just because um uh, do you mind if I spoil something canonical about uh, all for one? What? I don't So, spoiler alert for anyone listening. Um, all for one when all for one when he was beaten up by All Might in the past mm-hmm. and the big fight happened where All Might had the punch to his or had the uh, destruction to his body and All for one had his destroyed. Yeah. In I order mask if I remember correctly. That's why All for one has that mask. Yeah. In order to um bring himself back to life he had to use and uh i i I, it's never not really been explained but basically many many of many of his quirks had to be destroyed in the revitalization of his body to save his life which is why he doesn't have many quirks now and he only has very certain few because, like, this guy's been alive for, like, 60 years. You'd think he'd have a little bit more than just the Quark City shows later on in the series. I totally get that. It's so, uh, All For One lost a bunch of his quirks. What would be the best possible way... To restore them? Because, like, a, a lot of things are, like, uh... Like, if you want power-up quirks, which is like a passive ability, which is definitely the kind of thing that you would want, right? Yeah. You don't want something that permanently changes your body or anything like that. You mainly want things that are like passive, like, oh, you're a little bit stronger, things like that. Well, if you want stuff like that, it's going to be much harder to find it, especially if you take it from everyone. The only other way to do it is to have children. Those children continue to be born, and then you, uh, they have a chance to get the quirks that you have. And think about it, like, are you telling me? Because, like, All for One is the one making the no moves, right? Yeah. Obviously. How the heck? Like, there's hundreds of no moves. How did he get so many power up quirks? How did he get so many indestructibility quirks? Flying quirks? Like, are you telling me that he just so happened to get all these in the past 60 years? And like, that also brings up an interesting question now that you think, now that you bring it up, all right? Again, I I'm again I'm only at like half of the season one right now, so that's the best of my memory. But you bring up something interesting, right? Because 
to my knowledge, to my memory, all right, mm -hmm. uh, the original holder of One for All and All for One, well, just One for All, was the brother to of All for One, right? Yeah, but he didn't, he wasn't born with it. Yeah, I, I know that two, his brother gave him a quirk of like, what was it, stockpiling power? And then the brother yeah, had stockpiling a power over time or whatever. And then the brother had a quirk that basically could allow the transfer of his quirk. Is that right? Yeah. So if I'm getting this right, we have two brothers who have quirks that are able to be transferable or has something to do with either transferring quirks into other people or taking quirks from people. Am I right or wrong on that? You're right, yeah. One of them can uh, transfer his quirk to others. One of them can... Both uh, of them actually give their quirks to others. We also know for a but fact that all four can do it against the person. But only one of them is able to take away and the other one can only give. But we also know for a fact that all for one can do it against people's will, and one for all has to have a willing subject, he has to be willing. Yes. So, here's my question, alright? Because, because the quirk of one for all is two quirks that decided to combine together, alright? Yeah. There, but, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's been nine different holders of all for one and we're currently on the ninth in Midoriya. Am I right on this? I think one. I don't know, I can't remember. So if if so if my thing is right in just my questioning of it. And I'm sure if I read the manga I would be able to figure out if I'm right or wrong on this. But uh, I don't have the time of going through three hundred and some chapters of a manga. No offense to manga readers out there. Or the $70,000 it would cost to buy them all. Well, I mean, I'm sure I can read them online. Anyway. Here's my question. Would it be so much of a stretch to assume that the brother of One for All could also... That the quirk of One for All could also maybe, I don't know, combine with other quirks? I mean, it's not impossible. I don't know if what I'm saying really does make any sense. Well, I mean, it, it's plausible in it, both both of these situations are plausible that either um, one for all can combine with other quirks and make them transferable, or maybe one for all can combine with a quirk of the choosers one of the choosers the uh, choice. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, um, like, it just combines with all quirks that it comes in contact with. Um, that it, uh, the wielder also has and makes them transferable. But then again, that would imply that every single, and that's another thing you need to think about, that would imply that every single all-for-one wielder, or one-for-all wielder, was quirkless. But we know for we know for an absolute we know for an absolute fact that Toshinori and Midoriya were quirkless, but it's a stretch to say that all the other ones were. Wait, hold up. All Might was quirkless. Yeah, All Might was quirkless. I didn't know this. 
I'm sorry, I should have thought about it before I said anything. You're fine. You're fine. I'm not worried about it. I, it was probably revealed in a season. It was probably revealed in like probably the second season, and I probably just forgot about it. No, I think it was revealed in one of the newest seasons. So I'm sorry about, or like in season three. So I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's I, it doesn't bother me really, honestly. But yeah, we know for a fact that All Might and Midoriya were both quirkless. But we have no solid evidence that any of the other ones were. So that we look at statistics. Back going on to the statistic thing. Louise, this is just the anime podcast, isn't it? It's the episode where we talk about nothing but like games and anime. But that's just a theory. An anime theory. We have no proof for any of it. We're sitting here talking about things that we don't know and we didn't research. What's We're research? like game theory, but worse and probably wrong. <laughs> and probably wrong. But going back on to what you're saying about, you know, it, it being statistically low for, like, a child to be quirk- quirkless in this world, right? Yep. <laughs> it would be seeming like a stretch that the uh, that all that only one for all would be it, it would be a stretch saying that all the wielders of one for all have been quirkless you know what I mean yeah that's what I'm saying so it can't really you can't really say I mean like I suppose it is possible it is a possibility that and I mean like chances that one for all has only been passed down through people that haven't have a quirk. I mean, like, it's completely possible and it has less than a percentage. Well, it's also a very low possibility. Well, the percentage chance doesn't have anything to do with it, is the thing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it has less to do with the chances of there being someone quirkless. Because there's always been quirkless people. It's just like, what are the chances that every single time it was chosen? I mean, like, I could definitely see a lot of them being quirkless. Like, um. I'm sure there's maybe more than just All Might and Midoriya who have been quirkless. Well, because, uh, if you think about it, um. The first wielder of All for One, the original, the son or the uh, brother of One for All, of uh, All for One, um, he was considered quirkless. And I'm sure even back then, he was highly stigmatized to be quirkless. If I remember correctly, too, isn't like One for All also somehow connected to the dead? Somehow, yeah. But, um... Because isn't there, like, a scene in, like, the second season where Midoriya's, like, brainwashed or something and is about to do something, but then, like, all the wielders are able to will Midoriya out of this situation? Yep. I I don't know if I'm right on this. I don't remember the context of it, but I definitely remember it watching it in our high school anime and video game club. Well, mainly, um, 
it mainly just depends on if being quirkless was always a stigmatized. Because if it was, then there's a high chance that the original owner of One For All had to pass along to somebody that was quirkless. Well, because he only had quirkless friends. Well, well, let's think about it like this, okay? When you really want to think about the world of My Hero Academia, there was a time where quirks were stigmatized. Well, because I mean, like, I don't think that was ever said, but I'm sure that it probably happened. Well, it's kind of like... Uh... Boy, I'm about to say something controversial. We'll see how this goes. It's kind of like... I... Again, this is just um, thing because it's the easiest thing I can draw a parallel to. But when I want to think about the world of my hair academia, people are naturally superstitious and afraid of new things. That's just in our nature. So when quirks were popping up, it could have been very well. It could have been a very well. Uh, it could very well have been a situation where it was kind of like. You guys have to stay away from these people. You know what I mean? You're different, so we're going to lock you away somewhere, or we're just not going to interact with these people. I would say it's very likely that One for All was originally passed on to a quirkless person. And then another quirkless person. But then eventually, over well, time, as the times changed, more and more people became... More and more people had a well, quirk. Well, so think about it, because, like, All Might... All Might went to UA... Alright, I'm thinking about it. Do, do, do. Ward, if you are uh, speaking, you are extremely quiet, or you're just not being picked up. So, Sorry, I went on the Pinterest. You're fine. I'm just, um, I'm just letting you know if you were talking about something that you were not being listened to, so you might want to repeat what you're saying. Well, it's possible that All Might, after seeing Midoriya, could have basically been like... Yeah, no, I'm not giving this quirk away to this boy. <coughs> like, this is who I'm gonna give my quirk to. <coughs> but it could have also been <coughs> to break tradition. Because how poetic would it be if, like, all the people were quirkless and none of them could beat him and they thought it was because they were quirkless and they needed more power? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure- And I mean, like, the, the weird thing is, like, eventually, All For One will be beat. Yeah. Like, no matter what, guaranteed that All For One will lose. <clears throat> because comparatively to... Um... If the others... Like, comparative to One for All, 
which will constantly, consistently gain more power, uh, all for one will only gain more power if the person is constantly seeking out more powerful quirks. Therefore, at some point, <coughs> he will lose. I'm sure there is a few... I, I'm sure that all for one is going to be... will lose. I'm sure of it. Because, you know, heroes. But it's there's also a thing where it, it could be this possibility where there is always going to be this stalemate because there might, might be like, there's going to be, it might be as society progresses, quirks and quirks just, quirks just become more powerful. You know what I mean? So it's very well. Cool. It's mainly just going to depend on all for one's ability to continue gaining new quirks to become more powerful. And I'm sure eventually, I, I don't know how his quirk works, but I'm pretty sure he's not immune to death. Well, unless he has a quirk that makes him immune to death. <laughs> But that's crazy talk. I'm pretty sure it's already happened before. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like overkill, just being able to cheat death? How is that overkill? All you do is just stop dying forever. That would imply that you're <clears throat> never aging. Yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> because, you know, as you age, your cells progress. Uh, by the way, while we're talking, uh, do you want to play some Minecraft, maybe? Um, <laughs> I'll think about it. Okay. Um, but, I, I mean, like, it, it's gonna be much harder for All for One to consistently become stronger, whereas One for All will constantly gain strength forever without, with or without the, uh, it's going to get to the point where it's going to get to the point at least maybe in my mind where we're going to be up to like user 100 and for uh, one for all and he's not even going to have to like throw a punch. He just lifts his arm up and it creates such a shock wave that it just flies everything near somebody. You know what I mean? Like it creates such a shock wave that the wind pressure just goes flying towards somebody. I'm sorry, are you talking about the 100th wielder of One For All, uh, Saitama? <laughs> oh my god, that was... What are you laughing about? He's the 100th wielder of one for all, Saitama. What would happen if Saitama had one for all? I'm pretty sure that, like, people are canonically saying that it's possible that Saitama is, in fact, the a wielder of one for all, and that's how he gained his strength. Hmm. 
Wait, are they cre- Wait, is One Punch Man created by the same people who made My Hero Academia? I think so. Huh. If so, that would be. There's a lot of, a lot of speculation as to uh, if that's the case, and that's why Saitama is so powerful. It. I've said this once before, but like, if there's ever a moment where there's an enemy in One Punch Man that's able to defeat Saitama, the planet's probably screwed. At yeah, that at that point, it's just like game over. Like every episode of One Punch Man. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold up. How? Wait. Is, is Saitama, is One Punch Man, hold up, hold up, hold up, is he Rick? Who? Rick from Rick and Morty. I don't know. Is he Rick and he... His world was his planet was destroyed, so he punched a hole into another dimension and learned science. I, I, I so that he could. I couldn't answer that. I question. mean, I think I've got. I think I've got something going here. Write it down so that way we can talk about it. No, it's. I think you will misunderstand. I think I have something going here, as in it's absolutely ridiculous, and nothing I'm thinking of is at, at all correct. Here's my question: If, if, if uh, One Punch Man and My Hero Academia are created by the same people, all right, and Saitama is in fact the wielder of uh, one for all in the future, all right, how would he transfer his power to somebody else? It's not hair. I know it's not hair. It's transfer of DNA. I, so someone I, I has to send them understand. I understand how it transfers. I understand that you by eating to... a part, eating a part of a wielder's DNA, who will. So someone just has to blow my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that. Okay, that's where I'm gonna stop uh, this conversation. <laughs> yep, not talking about blowing Saitama anymore. Yeah. Done with that. We went from One Punch Man to One Thrust Man. <laughs> no, he's not One Thrust Man. Trust me, he's 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 going <laughs> all day. I just bought a new Minecraft skin pack. Nice. What what if what now I'm very curious. Now I'm very curious actually, now that we're talking about this. What if said to me to serious punch somebody right in the nads? He has! <laughs> okay, look, if you're saying that 
if you're saying that that pun it's just like has his fist held up and that ninja guy just lands on it yes Look, there's a difference between actually punching somebody and having somebody land on your hand. That's not what happened, though. You don't understand. You're stupid. You're trash. We already know this. Come up he with, punched. Come up with he punched, insults, Ward. He punched up, and then he fell on his sack. <laughs> Therefore, a punch was just about to hit him in the sack. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, okay? There's a difference also between Saitama punching you and Saitama wanting to punch you. Because if I'm if I remember One Punch Man correctly, Saitama has two different punches. There's the regular punch we always see, and then there's the serious punch. So my question is, what if Saitama were to go and serious punch you right in your nuts? They wouldn't exist anymore. You wouldn't exist anymore. Well, yeah, but if we're specifically talking about the nuts, then. It would be like Superman hitting- It would be like that video of Superman kicking that guy in the nuts so hard he flew to the sun. Oh my god, can we talk about something real quick? Because it's one of my favorite things ever. Did that pick up? Yes. Did that pick up? Okay. I, 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 was, I was looking at something else, sorry. Can we talk about one of my favorite things ever? I, I didn't know if it picked up or not. Because my phone just kind of turned black for a little bit. Can we talk about one of the best things? What, your building skills being better than mine, and I've played Minecraft for years? No, so somebody was talking about uh, Batman versus Superman, and they said, you know what, I think we all know who would actually win. And then uh, it was Batman versus Superman, and uh, Superman uh, burned, all of his, or, uh, burned all of his skin off, and then he um, froze him with his with, uh, or he, like, froze him and they threw him into the sun, right? Yeah. And then, uh, Alfred, and then, uh, Alfred comes up to Superman and hands him a note, and it just says, so, Superman, at this point, you've probably killed me already. Wow, well done. You know, a couple weeks ago, I had a bunch of, uh, crypt kryptonite implanted in my bone marrow, but, you know, I couldn't really do anything with it unless I was flung into some massive fusion reactor, and then it would probably burn with uh, kryptonite powers for like a whole week. Too bad I don't have a massive one of those, huh? And he just says, well done, Spike Batman. Well done, as he starts melting away. <laughs> Superman. And the Batman symbol on the sun. <laughs> well played, Batman. Well played. Should have said Martha. Martha! So, I also just started watching uh, JoJo. Why? I've been recommending you go and let go on for like weeks. You were recommending JoJo last night and you started watching it? 
Nobody actually recommended me JoJo, it's just the memes. I wanted to see what all the hype was about, and I couldn't even make it past the first episode. What, when the guy's dog gets killed? No, I, wait, what? What? I, I made it past, I made it up to the point where the dog gets hit by Dio in, with like his knee. Mm -hmm. Did I kill the dog? No. It's not, it's not so much that I don't want to watch JoJo or enjoy it, it's just that I'm not interested in it. Yeah, if you don't want to see a dog <coughs> get burned alive, I'd recommend not watching I don't find... And, and maybe everybody watching this podcast in the future is going to be like, This is heresy. This is heresy. Everything is heresy. This is heresy on its finest degree because JoJo will probably be recognized as the greatest anime of all time. Gurren Lagon is the greatest anime of all time. I think that was Bleach you're talking about. Gurren Lagon. I haven't even watched Bleach. Why am I getting into this argument? Gurren <laughs> Lagann is the best anime of all time. You can't prove me wrong. I can't prove you wrong because I haven't watched it. I'm pretty sure what it's whatever it's called, Yuri on Ice is definitively called the best anime of all time. We're not talking about Yuri on Ice. Do you even know what Yuri means? No, I don't. You shouldn't say it then. I don't know what Yuri means. It means lesbian gay stuff. Oh, I thought it meant Yuri retard. Best comeback 2016. Outstanding move. Is Yuri male gay stuff actually? I think Yuri might be male gay stuff. <coughs> I, I could have sworn it was. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure that's. <coughs> I don't know if it's true or not. I've been around the internet on forums and on other different websites. <coughs> uh, I have been told by people, and close <coughs> by people. That it is called Yuri on Ice. <laughs> the best anime of all time. I've never seen it. Am I going to watch it? Probably not. Am I going to watch this thing while doing rollerblading? Huh? You don't want to see a bunch of men <laughs> kissing while rollerblading? No. <laughs> That's fucking sexist. Sexist. How is that sexist? It's sexist to men because you don't want to watch them kiss. I just. You know what? We're just going to skip this. I'm going to hit that hard red button right there and I'm just going to skip it. You can't just skip this. I'm just committed a foul spinning as humanity. <laughs> I'm skipping it. <laughs> 
Uh, what else is new in the hood? Um... Oh, in the hood! <laughs> Why can't it be somewhere else, huh? Why is it gotta be in the hood all the time? Is that where all the problems occur, huh, Kiot? Is that where all the problems occur? <laughs> is that why you're going to the hood to look for stuff to figure out what's going on in the hood? <laughs> I'm not trying to get into an argument about this. Yeah, you don't want to get into an argument about this because you're a Because you're a racist, sexist pig that don't want to see two black men kissing. Seriously, what are you talking about? Look, you know what you are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ward. I'm very sorry. I'm For sorry, and Joe. Just corrupted me. I'm so sorry. What, Joe Mama? No. What you got against mothers, huh? <laughs> Nothing, hopefully. Mothers are the foundation of our society, God! I hope I have nothing against mothers. I feel like you're trying to set up a joke and you're just trying so hard and I'm not gonna let you. I'm not actually setting up anything. I already set up a joke earlier after you said Yuri. You just didn't pick up in on on time. I'm literally trying to move on to a different subject. No, I heard what you said. <laughs> I already set up my joke, so hook, line, and sinker. Uh, Word got Minecraft. If you would like to see us play Minecraft together, go to the live streams. Yeah, on Word Hunt. At Word Hunt at YouTube.com and at LaughingKiana at YouTube.com. Yeah, they're pretty epic. I'm pretty sure that's what the kids say. I think I just found a really great world. Sounds epic. I accidentally made it, so that's great. That's great. Um, Do you got anything you want to talk about? What, like how you're a safe, sexist, racist pig? Are we really going to stay on this subject? You asked me if I had anything I wanted to talk about. Anything other than my problems? I didn't think saying that at the end of it was a problem because I've been doing it for years. <clears throat> I'm go I'll repent. What, in the hood? 
in the hood. That's our problem in the hood. In the hood. In the hood. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought that was fine because nobody in my life corrected me up until this point. What? So would it be fine if I were to say, well, what's up with the well-established community centers established by white communities, white people? Would that be a problem for you? I saw it one time. I heard it one time when I was a kid. I've been doing it for years. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sorry that everything now is problematic due to society. I'm pretty sure in the future somebody's going to come across this and be like, oh my god, this guy is uh, doing cultural appropriation. They said the word that? I said that? Said what? That. What? That. Literally. That. T-H-A-T. Oh my god. We have to get the cancel boys. I'm about to ruin this man's whole career. <laughs> um... I guess that's really... I don't really have anything. Do you? You want to go out of this bath again? What? You want to go out of this bath again? No. I'm still wondering whether or not if blood quirks from my Damia would make the person immune to, like, blood-related diseases and, like, STDs. Oh, no, Midoriya definitely has hyperates. <laughs> Midoriya doesn't have a blood quirk. What are you talking about? Midoriya got it when stained like him. Got it when... Oh, you. Oh, Lord. I don't even know the context. No, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, you haven't watched it. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't even know the context of what you're talking about, and you're telling me this. When stained like this hard, long shaft. Oh, Lord Almighty. I feel like now you're just punishing me because I said something about not wanting to watch Yuri on Ice. All, I, all you have to do to make this stop is watch the Grand Lagon. <laughs> I don't know, that's a really hefty price. That is a really hefty price. I don't, I don't know if I'm willing to pay, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm willing to pay that tax then suffer well guys and gals and whoever else I guess it's the end of this podcast episode what you're not gonna bring up nine I'm not gonna bring up what you just got cut off What about non-binary people, huh? Trans people, asexual people? 
Okay, guys, gals, transgenders, non-binary, and asexuals. Oh, oh, really? You're just gonna leave out, like, entire groups of people. Yeah, what about gay people, huh? You're just gonna leave out gay people like that? You're just gonna treat them like that? God! Uh, obviously, you all can see that Ward is very upset with me for one reason or another. Oh, one reason or another. Yeah? He's gonna say that, huh? Here I was about ready to tell Ward my conspiracy theory about how Donald Trump is, uh, owns, like, the entirety of Pokemon, but... Oh, the entirety of Pokemon, huh? What about Digimon? <laughs> why are you doing this? Oh, why am I doing this, huh? Why are you doing this? <laughs> what am I doing? I do whatever I'm You're just insufferable. Fine, I'll watch whatever it was we wanted to watch. Works every time. <laughs> Works every time. It's why I only have three friends left. <laughs> so, uh, are you, uh, wanting to talk about whatever else? We'll save the conspiracy theory stuff for the conspiracy theory episode. Yes, we will. Um, we'll probably see y'all again, unless Ward has something out. Is there really is is there really anything you want to talk about? Not really. Not really. So then, I guess we should just end this episode now. Sure. All right. I've been one half of your hosting team, Laughing Kiat. And I'm the other half, which apparently doesn't matter to you. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Not watching. <laughs>